It's every parent's nightmare, a school shooting. How prepared are Plano schools in the event the unthinkable happens? We talk to city and school officials to get some answers. I would compare their strategies and their safety measures to anybody in the country. I mean, they are really, really at the cutting edge, I believe. We meet a group of dads who serve as a second set of eyes for teachers and safety personnel. And to the kids, they're heroes. The kids really do think you're a rock star out there. I mean, it's just they, they love having you around. Finally, for our curiosity, we go shopping for homecoming moms, where it's go big or go home. It is a it is a walking scrapbook with ribbons. Welcome to Plano Podcast, tales of curiosity and character. I'm your host, Tammy Hooker. And I'm producer Mary Jacobs. We're glad you found our little on-air hangout with stories from inside of Plano and just outside of what you might expect. When a school shooting is in the news, parents naturally wonder, how safe are Plano schools? What are our city officials doing to keep our kids safe? That responsibility falls on the Safety and Security Services Department at Plano ISD, working in partnership with the Plano Police Department. They're the people who think about school safety day in and day out. We talk with them to find out what Plano is doing to make sure our schools are as safe as possible. My name is Joseph Parks. I'm the Executive Director of Safety and Security Services for Plano ISD. When uh, school tragedies are in the news, everybody's focused on school safety, but um, we, we are focused on school safety all the time and have been for many years. My name is Gregory W. Russian. I'm the Police Chief for the City of Plano. What we strive to do is be as safe and secure as we can while still running and functioning a school with the degree of freedom that is needed to do that. One major school safety initiative is underway. In April, Plano Police proposed to expand its program of school resource officers and City Council approved the budget. The department expects that program will roll out by August of 2019. On the first day of school in August of 2019, we intend to have a, a school resource officer from the Plano Police Department properly armed in the middle schools, in the senior highs, and in the high schools as well. We're going to have one in the alternative school, and we'll have one in the academy school as well. Uh, but once again, two in the senior highs. We're going to add one to the senior highs because of the size, complexity, different buildings. We, we definitely think we need two people in the, at the senior highs. Some schools have had officers in place for years. The program expands that presence. But... It's just one of many other measures in place. If you want to start sort of at the outset or about, you know, bringing the right people on campus, uh, you know, we require all our employees to be fingerprinted, uh, pass a national criminal history check. Um, at the visitor level at the campuses, uh, you know, visitors have to provide an ID, have it scanned through Raptor, which is a visitor management system uh, that checks that person against the uh, national um, or all states database of registered sex offenders. All our volunteers have to have a criminal history check each year. Uh, so that's sort of the 
preemptive things we do as far as having uh, the right people on campus. We developed a program in 2013 jointly called the Campus Protection Program. And we have officers, seven officers a day are working overtime from different departments. They, they come in from the sheriff's office, the state police, uh, constables, Plano PD, simply because there's so much overtime in the city now, it's very difficult to staff strictly with Plano. And they drive the campus cars that uh, look different than our cars. And actually, these are the cars we're gonna employ later on when we start give the uh, cars to middle school officers in 2019. We have a number of other uh, safety and security features that have been in place for quite some time. Um, uh, in 2012, we uh, renovated uh, all of our campuses to have a double door safety vestibule at the entry point so that uh, a visitor coming into the school uh, by physical barrier has to go into the office before they can go into the secure areas of the school. We also have a Campus Crime Stoppers program, which uh, our students are able to report crimes or suspicious activity in a way which they remain anonymous to officers so they can also look into those issues as well. And it's been very successful. We've solved a lot of crimes and helped a lot of people through this program. In 2015 or so, um, we adopted the standard response protocol, which is a, a standardized process to teach and reinforce and uh, uh, use four emergency actions, uh, lock down, lock out, evacuate and shelter. The list goes on, more than we even have time to cover, and includes a number of systems for communications through special phone lines as well as cell phone and laptop notifications in the event of an emergency. Also, the school board recently authorized a policy to allow random metal detector sweeps of the secondary campuses. Probably the, 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 the most uh, asked for or recommended or uh, suggested feature that we have heard from our parents and some staff is, is metal detectors. And there is a um, using a metal detector um, every day at a, as an entry point at large high you know high population schools has a number of practical um, challenges that I, I've not been able to overcome when you actually uh, do the math on what the rate of screening you can do uh, with a metal detector, you know, the number of people per hour, and you apply that to the number of students that enter school every morning, um, you, you would potentially be talking about having to add, uh, either have an hour long wait time to get in the school or adding, uh, you know, dozens of staff members that would screen students. What we are going to do is we're going to implement a process to randomly select groups of students in the, in the uh, uh, secondary campuses that would go through a walkthrough metal detector, have bags and uh, items inspected, uh, but we're still working on the logistics for that. And anytime you have safety and security, it's like a balancing act. If you had, if you could shut everything down and have total security, or, then you'd probably have more safety. But you can't do that in a school, obviously. You have to have the ability to run the school first, and you have to balance the safety and the security. And then we try to find that balance at all times. The collaboration between the schools and the police department is built on some long-time ties. Before joining Plano ISD, Parks spent 22 years in law enforcement, most of them with the Plano Police Department. 
So we're very lucky to have Joe to work with at the school district, and they have really a high focus on security at PISD. I would compare their strategies and their safety measures to anybody in the country. I mean, they are really, really at the cutting edge, I believe. Russian spent a few years himself as a school resource officer in the 1980s. He stresses that those officers do much more for the students than just keep them safe. But it definitely is, is not uh, just a, a law enforcement function. And when you're in the schools, you know, I, I today, after I've been in there so many years ago, run into people that say, I remember you were my school resource officer. You have no idea how you helped me. I was on the fence between the good group and the bad group, and you pulled me over to this side. You can't really quantify the good that the school resource officer does because they really do impact lives in the school. Because when kids are growing up, you know, it's a tough time. We now remember what it's like when you're a kid. You know, sometimes you're bullied. You feel like you're bullied. Sometimes you just don't know why you feel the way you feel. And police officers, they're not just to, to be a police officer, but also to be a friend, to be someone they can talk to, to guide them, to guide them in the right direction. Uh, police officers hopefully are role models for people in our community. I know too often, you know, they look to, to people in sports, people in, in music, and those aren't always the best role models. We don't want to be seen as an occupying force or as a police department, but more as someone that's part of the fabric of that, of that school. They're to help them, to keep them secure, somebody they can talk to, somebody that teaches them in classes. That's, that's really what we want to be. Both Russian and Parks agree. To truly keep Plano schools safe, Everyone has a role. Teachers, administrators, students, parents, and members of the community. I think probably the most important and realistic thing that, that parents can do is, is be vigilant. Uh, that is, uh, as to their, their own child's uh, conduct and demeanor and what their children uh, tell them about uh, their friends or other kids they go to school with. What we see sometimes is, you know, uh, we all go about our, our lives and, and something unusual, we hear something unusual or something's like, you know, that, that doesn't sound right or that, that's concerning. And then sometimes people will, will talk themselves out of it. Well, it, it, that's probably not what they meant. Or it's a, and, and it's that second guessing that, that delays detection of, of dangerous situations. So that I, I would say, you know, try to keep your ear to the ground. The district developed a mobile app uh, that students can, uh, students and parents can install on their phone. And within that mobile app, there is a tip line and it's, it's anonymous. Uh, it goes straight to the uh, school administrator. So it goes to a principal or, or an assistant principal and it can be used to report um, really any concern, uh, uh, concerns of uh, student safety from self-harm, suicide, drugs, bullying, but also uh, uh, specific dangers to the school, threats of weapons, um, uh, uh, you know, things like that. That tip line can be accessed via the Plano ISD mobile app or online at pisd.edu backslash tip line. That link is also on the resources page for this episode. Parks cautions that it's not monitored 24 hours a day, so it's not intended for urgent situations. The kids know. The kids know more than the adults know as far as what's going on in the schools. So, so it's important that, that they know we rely on them to some degree to tell someone if, if they see something of concern. There's a saying, see something, uh, say something, and I expect everybody out there to hopefully do that. 
And if it's odd to you, it raises a red flag in your mind, don't talk yourself out of it. Just let us know. If it's nothing, we'll make nothing of it. But if there's something there, we can at least be aware of it and try to prevent something from occurring down, down the line. Nobody's immune from school violence, no matter what you do, no matter what defenses you put up and how you prepare. But what you want to do is limit the chances from that occurring. And if it does occur, that you respond in the best way possible. And that's what we're trying to do. We do the prevention, we do the hardening of the target, and we do the response. So we do everything that we can uh, try to prevent these from happening. And if not, we respond as appropriately as possible. What I think people have to remember is that there are there are tens of millions of school children that go to school every day and come home safely. Um, and I think we need to take uh, action to minimize all the vulnerabilities that we realistically can. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, to operate a school, to have that building function as a school, um, there has to be some level of openness and going and coming or, or else you, you, you just you can't hold school there. Are you enjoying this episode of Plano Podcast? If so, you can join our growing list of patrons. Visit planopodcast.com and click on the support tab for more information. Now, back to the show. Here's how some parents in Plano are helping keep their kids safe. They're becoming watchdogs. We sat outside on a park bench at Carlisle Elementary one evening with a few of the Carlisle Elementary watchdogs. My name is Frank Alovich. I have uh, two kids here at Carlisle Elementary, and I am the top dog of the Watchdogs program here. My name is Andrew McQuarrie, and I participated in the Watchdogs program uh, for many years. I uh, was top dog a couple years ago and handed it off to Frank. Watchdogs are present in thousands of schools across the country, including several right here in Plano. The program was started in Georgia about 20 years ago at the National Center for Fathering. The basic idea? to give each dad a chance to spend a day at school. Step into the school for one day each school year to volunteer to be present at the school for the school school day. We give each dad a schedule to go to one classroom in each grade for an hour each day. Then the great thing is they get to have lunch with their kid or kids that are in school with them. And they also, we encourage them to volunteer in their kids classroom so really um, their son or daughter really loves it and they just they just love seeing you there the dogs in watchdogs stands for dads of great students the first goal is to get families more involved in the schools but also the watchdogs on duty each day serve as an adult presence and another set of eyes there is uh, usually a chance to stand out at the carpool lane and greet kids as they arrive and uh, as the parents drop them off in the morning. The other role would be to like, just kind of do a quick survey of the grounds every now and then. Just make sure, keep your eyes out, make sure you're watching for uh, things in, in around the school or uh, in the neighborhood that don't seem normal. Security is important too because it just gives another set of eyes at the school. And, you know, it gives another um, male presence at the school. And we can make sure that we, uh, all the doors are locked and that if we see any kind of weird going on, that, you know, we can report that. Parents drive up in the morning and they drop in their kids off. Um, 
not only are there five students out opening the doors for kids, but there's also watchdog, and he's helping, and he's moving, move, make sure traffic is moving right, and you know no kids are crossing the street improperly, anything like that. So they do help keep our kids safe. Carlisle Elementary's watchdog group has been active for ten years now. They don't have any trouble recruiting dads to serve as watchdogs. Last year, I filled. 100% of the days. We get good participation here, yeah. It was over, I think we had 114 days last year. Yeah, we don't limit it just to fathers. We'll say anyone, uh, any male presence in that child's life, whether it's a grandfather, uncle, um, stepdad, uh, or older brother, um, we welcome them in as long as they pass the background check and, and sign up um, on the schedules. And we will definitely welcome them in so that that kid can feel like they are represented at that school. For many years, I said that one of the biggest benefits of being here is just seeing your child at school in the school environment that you never normally see. Seeing them interact with others, seeing how they behave in the classroom, and even though you're there and they know you're there, they, you, you still see a side of them that you wouldn't normally see at home. Some of the benefits to, to me, um, we also encourage the dads to have recess with their kids. And so you actually get to run out and run around with them, and it's uh, and you get to meet all their friends. You get to know all the people that they're talking about at home. Uh, it, it's just it gives you a better perspective of the school, and you get to know all the kids, and it, you get to know families that way. I think it's uh, I think it's important. Anytime you have parents involved on campus, providing that extra set of eyes. It helps keep kids safe. Here's Chief Russian. You know, this watchdog program is a great idea, and what I've seen, it's just outstanding. I think the more people that are involved, the better off you're going to be. That's involvement by the, by the parents. You couldn't ask for anything better. The kids really do think you're a rock star out there. I mean, it's just they, they love having you around. Somewhere along the line, it went from being something that could be pinned on to something that has to have a shoulder harness. Some play music and some light up. It is a it is a walking scrapbook with ribbons. They're talking, of course, about homecoming moms. Those giant assemblies of ribbons, flowers, stuffed animals, bells, whistles, lights that high school kids wear for homecoming. We hit the road and went to the Wildcat Mum Factory to get the story. I'm Leah Kim and I'm one of the chairs. All of the chairs for this are only got into it because we had the misfortune of having our daughters on Plainowets. <laughs> I'm Stacy O'Mahani, another Plainowet mom. I'm Sloan O'Mahani and I'm Stacy O'Mahani's daughter and I am in Plainowets this year. The 2018-2019 season is also the 50-year anniversary of the Plainowets. And this year, they've renamed the Planoet Mum Factory to the Wildcat Mum Factory. The factory is a massive operation that begins months before homecoming. Everything is handmade here at the store. I mean, we buy our supplies from the sales shop, which is in Balt Springs. That's a major day. The first day that I drove, lucky me, the group of moms that went to get it, I panicked. We had six sh large shopping carts overflowing with supplies. 
and we left. I wasn't sure it would all fit in my SUV, but it did. And we spent nearly $6,000 on inventory for that first trip. And we've made multiple trips back to restock. So let's say that you wanted to order the Diva package because everything's bigger in Texas and that your daughter has to have the best. So you've picked your flower, you've picked your bear, and then we move on to our row of spirit ribbons. You're going to choose four. So out of all of those ribbons, you select four of them. And again, you'll notice a lot of them are white and a lot of them are maroon, which is the school color for Plano Senior. So you would select from there based on does your daughter is your daughter a senior or junior and then you're going to go down to metallic ribbons and you're going to choose five of these so five out of all of these then we're going to move down to specialty ribbons members of the planoets drill team and their moms staff the factory along with a number of longtime volunteers who have no daughters in the drill team but just love to help out Funds raised with the sales of the mums support the drill team. Everybody that comes in here donates their time. I must mention Grandmama and Jeanette. Carol Hillman is Grandmama to each and every person that walks in the store. She's been doing working for us for years for not one dime. She put in an all-nighter not too long ago. I think she was here for nearly 48 hours. And Jeanette is a friend of hers who comes in and donates, donates every second of their time. They come back year after year. They've been doing this for at least 10 or 11 years. Squad parties where the girls in that squad came in and work because so much has to be done before we actually unlock that door for customers to come in and purchase mums. Everything, every single thing in this store is handmade and every minute that is uh, put into a mum is donated and all of the proceeds go to the Planoettes. The costumes that our girls wear, the trips that they take, the choreographers that they hire, music that they purchase, everything. You know, it's it's one of the most expensive. I had a band son, and drill team is far and away more expensive. Every single dime that does not turn into running the store goes directly to the Planoettes. Nobody makes any money for their own pocket right. off of so this. Most of us lose money. These creations are blinged out. So it's no surprise that there's even an entire room dedicated to the application of glitter. We have a whole glitter room in the back. Our Plano White girls love the glitter room. I have to call it pixie dust to even walk in there, but they love it. And when you get home, you can't get it off. If you step into the glitter room, you will leave with glitter all over you. This is mostly a female operation, but the mum factory workers do have a request for the boys at Plano Senior High. We could get our gentlemen, our high school boys, to please get up their nerve and ask the girls just a little bit earlier each year. It would help us so much because we have four little girls coming in here yesterday saying, I just got asked to homecoming last night and I need a mom or I need a garter for my boyfriend. And so we show them ones that we've pre-made and that we'll customize for them, but it's too late to build one from scratch. Girls get the full out mom, but boys get a slightly smaller version called a garter. The boys like the bling, too. Basically, we, we try to give the guys a few fewer choices because they get overwhelmed. What we were amazed with this year, and this I cannot kid you, is that once they ordered all of this stuff that they wanted on their garter, they all wanted to add fluff. They all wanted tinsel, and they all wanted feathers. And I can't get over it to this day. We had to make three separate runs back to our inventory store to purchase feathers and tinsel for guys' garters. The last step of the process is quality control. But if your mum breaks or gets damaged, no worries. There's a mum hospital. 
There will be a mom hospital at Plano Senior High for any um, damage to moms. So there will be moms set up there to to do that as well. Most importantly, the volunteers are making more than moms. They're making memories. It is fun doing it with my mom. Every time she's blinging a mom or doing everything, I go and pull all the little gems, rhinestones, paws, charms, everything. I pull that for her, I'll glitter it. And it's also fun when like all your friends come in because then they're like, oh Sloan, I'll come glitter with you. Sloan, I'll do that. Like, it's just a great time. It ends up being a party every time someone comes in here, especially on Saturdays from like 12 to two, there's always like, 20 people here and then like we're just running around talking to each other and it's just it's a great time and especially like when our parents are here and we can like go talk to them and everything it's it's really fun this is time you could never get back so having her up here and just being able to do something together as a mom and daughter I mean I will always like this and I I understand why the moms come back because it is fun and it is just um, you know a spirited gathering it's something special that I had no idea even happened until I actually had a daughter that came up here Thank you to the Planoettes and their moms for that peek inside at the Wildcat Mum Factory. And thank you for listening to this episode of Plano Podcast. We've reached the end of another edition of Plano Podcast, Tales of Curiosity and Character. We hope you've enjoyed today's topics and discussion. Remember to support us on Patreon and to follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Send your feedback, ideas, and comments our way. Thanks for listening and subscribing. We'll be waiting for you at our back corner booth. Until next time.